a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Mark the River. Yeah, we go uh, over to Europe for this one. So Mark is an entertaining guy. Uh, a lot of stories about Mark over the years. Um, and uh, terrific on the track, man. He had some great races. He won some GPs. Now he's a coach and doing well with that from what I hear. So his riders are doing well. So thanks to Mark for doing this podcast. And thank you, people, for listening. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check him out, the FR5 boot. If you're looking for a mid-level boot uh, that are cheaper than the S, the, the tech tens and things like that uh please check it out the fr5 boot um certainly been doing very well for those guys also uh formula helmet of course i've been talking about that thing mountain bike gear hard parts flyracing.com please check it out those guys are absolutely killing it they're doing a great job they'll have something that you want and it'll work well and uh i've been using the uh, on and off-road stuff also so uh very fun stuff uh kinetic mesh out as well so thanks to those guys we want to thank Alpine Stars Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. Uh, simply put, Alpine Stars, you know the name, you know the quality, um, whether it's a Tech 10 boot. The Tech 7 boot is my boot of choice. I really seem to like it better. It doesn't have the booty, and uh, it fits good for big calves and wide feet. So I like the Tech 7, but the Tech 10 certainly uh, is, is on the feet of many Supercross racers each and every weekend. Thanks to Slick Wash, washing your bike can suck. It's the last thing you want to do after a long day of riding, and it takes forever, but not with Slick Products. The Slick Products Dirt Bike Wash Kit is the very best way to wash your bike. It has everything you need for a faster, safer, easier wash for your dirt bike, which is why it's the only wash that Monster Energy Pro Circuit ever uses to wash their bikes. I've got it on my mountain bike and my dirt bike, and I absolutely love it. So they offer kits for all your off-road vehicles, ATVs, UTVs, mountain bikes, you name it. Uh, use the code STEVE at checkout, all caps, STEVE at checkout to save 20% on uh, any order of the wash kit, on any other wash kit. So slickproductsusa.com, uh, go there. Slickwash.com works as well. And uh, use the code Steve to save. So thanks to those guys for making it happen. And Maxis, I just mounted a Minion front tire on my Taser. And I uh, love it, man. It was a lot better than the one when it was on there. So mountain bike tires for Maxis are unbelievable. And as well, MXST tires that AJ Cantanzaro is using out in Supercross. Doing well with that. So, yeah, they've uh, they got a good name. And if it's been a while since you thought of Maxis for your dirt bike, uh, think again. MXST tires out now. So... All right, on to our chat with Mark DeRiver. I want to thank all the sponsors. I want to thank you people for listening, and Mark certainly is a, a very good podcast. So I enjoyed this one immensely. Uh, good guy, funny guy, and uh, I think you'll get a kick out of uh, this, this whole podcast. So thanks for listening, and uh, here's Mark DeRiver. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast show, uh, GP winner, Dutch motocross champion, uh, now a coach for uh, FNH Kawasaki, and an overall legend of the paddock, 
Uh, Mark DeRiver, what's up, Mark? How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Yes. No problem. No problem. Um, so, hey, before we get into kind of what you're doing now, uh, do you ride much anymore? Do, uh, are you are you uh, motoring down at all? <laughs> no, I, I will tell you why. Um, I, I cannot stand losing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at this moment, I have exactly for two laps physical condition. Right. So, after that... Um, <laughs> I'm all tied up, <laughs> and and when I see these guys going faster than me, it doesn't matter who it is. Right. Uh, I have some kind of switch in my head, and uh, I die if I need to. You know, so it's better right. don't touch the bike anymore. Yeah, that's it. Well, plus, like, <laughs> dude, you were hurt a lot. You had some pretty good injuries over your career. Yes, big ones. Big uh, ones. How are you doing, like, body wise? How do you feel these days? Well, my biggest one, I had a, I had a really massive crash in 04, and I had a brain bleeding. Okay. Um, I broke my neck. I broke my back uh, of several places. Yeah, the knees, you know, that's the normal, the ACL, yep. uh, all these kind of things. But uh, with the brain bleeding, I had the biggest uh, issues. I was like, I was paralyzed on one side, and uh, that took me like six months to come back. Did it really, huh? Yeah. Um, but uh, I have one tip: if you stay on the sofa, um, nothing happens, and I have a lot of pain. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm a lot in the gym, and I feel great. So good, good to hear. Yes. Uh, yes. You, as I said, you're working with F and H, Kawasaki, uh, Adam Steri, Henry Jacoby. Uh, I, look, I just I follow the GPs, you know, not as de- deep as I do the American stuff. But uh, Jacoby is a guy that you know he's been around for a while. He's a little bit of a veteran. Um, He's been doing really well. He's taken a real big step up. Um, what's uh, what's it like working with him, and how, why is he doing so well this year? Is it is it all you, Mark? Is it all you? No, no, I, I cannot say that. That that would be not really fair, you know. <laughs> uh, the thing is, well, I'm from Holland. Uh, uh, Henry's from Germany, so mm-hmm. we are neighbor neighbor countries. Uh, I can understand him. I can I, I cannot speak German very well, but I can understand everything. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, Henry just needed the program, you know. He is a big, big talent. Yep. Uh, he can ride a bike like nobody has a really big heart. Mm-hmm. That's difficult to find. He does he fight a lot, and um, he just needed the program. He still needs to work a little bit yep. because sometimes he's still a pain in the ass, but <laughs> okay, it's getting much better. Yeah. Um, he's aggressive, too, isn't he? He's aggressive yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to mess with him, right, because he pays back. Yeah. Time. Yeah, I I uh I don't know where I saw I think he raced this uh this race in Bulgaria years ago. I went to the Supercross race and I think he was pissing off a bunch of American riders. So yeah, but he don't care. He doesn't <laughs> care at all. So I tell you that. So. Yeah. Um so when you work with a guy like that, are you a trainer, coach? Are you just a trainer? Are you more of a riding no. coach? What do you no. do? No, it's 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 a big job, but because it's it's not only at the track, it's also around you know it's, it's it's a big mental fight and um the thing is i, I was mentally also very strong in my time mm-hmm. and um i can help them a lot with that you know sure. sometimes I'll, sometimes i lie a little bit to them i fool them but <laughs> they don't know that they think you know it's a booster for them and it works right you know uh, in 2017 i worked with paul jonas mm-hmm. we went uh, well he he won the world championship and I was his coach. Yep. And and the thing is, he crashed in the morning in a warm-up in Mexico and, and he had a big uh, cut in his arm. Uh-huh. And, um, well, I needed to walk the track, so I told him, don't get like uh, the injection, you know, to, 
to get it now mm-hmm. for for the stitches. Right. And uh, well, I came back from the track walk, and yeah, they they, they made a big injection <laughs> because they had to stitch it double. Yeah. And 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 he came back from the sighting lab for the first moto, and he was completely white. I say, I don't feel my hand <laughs> because you know the, yeah. the thing goes down in the hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I just grab his, his his mouthpiece of his helmet. I say, listen, you take whole shot. And you see what happens. Yeah, what I did. I also can start to panic, but I just say that. He took a whole shot, and he finished second. Now, that's things that I I always will remember, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's good. No, it, it's it's been good. Your work's been well. Like I said, Jacoby's third in points right now. Uh, and 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 riding very well. Uh, Adam Sterry, Great Britain kid, uh, kind yes. of an up and coming. What's what's he like to work with? How's he doing? Adam is a great great guy. He's he's, he's uh, training really hard. Um, he's doing his job really professional, and and I like to work with him a lot. You just need to the, the pieces need to fall into place on him for the moment because with practicing he's good in in time practice he's good, mm-hmm. but he just have these small errors, you know and. I'm 100% sure this will go away and he will uh, finish the, the season really good. Are you at all the races? Do you go to every one? Yes. Otherwise, the GP is not uh, on. I need to be there. How, how do you like that? <laughs> how, do you, how, how do you like that? How do you like to travel? Well, I'm a tall guy and, and uh, when I stopped in the GP, I was like, oh, I'm over this flying and stuff. Right, I'm right. Gonna do, <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. But, you know, I've... Two left hands. I cannot do so much. So yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't be a carpenter. You can't do anything like that. You just no, a motocross. I can do it. nothing. Only motocross. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good then. Um, if I if you were my coach, I yes. would just I would just say, hey Mark, tell me a story. Tell me an after party story. Tell me what. Ha- <laughs> tell me what did you like? That's I would just ask you for stories all the time. I would. Well, I have stories. Weeks, <laughs> I, I, you know, I have so right. many stories. I, you know, again, we know some of the same people. Like Harry Nolte is a good friend of mine, yes. and um, yes. uh, you know, all the GP guys, Adam Wheeler, a good friend of mine. We have a lot of mutual friends, and there are from from when you're raced, there are so many Mark the River stories. There are so <laughs> many stories. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, uh, I know. But it's also something in normal life. I always pull these things to me. You know, it's always me. Yeah, it's yeah. always about it. No, I cannot do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some of them aren't even real. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just they're, they've grown over the years. You know, yeah, like, that's, oh. all, yeah, that's for sure. That's right, for sure. right. Uh, yeah, the river picked up four chicks and drank all night and came straight to the track and won no, or whatever. That, that's real bullshit. That never happened. Right, right, right. That never happened. Um, no, absolutely, a great career. Uh, looking back on it in the sport for sure. So, uh, before we get into that a little bit, let me ask you a few things. So. Uh, if you're not, if you're not Dutch, you ain't much is what Nolte used to always tell me. Um, uh, Jeffrey Hurlings, absolutely. Maybe the best motocross racer in the world right now. Um, how well do you know Jeffrey? How well do you, uh, have you talked to him? Have you dealt with him and all of that over the years? Of course, Jeffrey is is Dutch, but, um, to be honest, it's not really easy to get in in touch with Jeffrey. Also not for me. Mm -hmm. When I see him, I talk to him and we see just the basic things, but, you don't get into Jeffrey so so easy, eh? so I've, yeah, I've not so much to tell about him. Only the same like you that he's uh, 
Harry Hugo's motocross rider. Right. Did you did you hear about him when he was 10, 12 years old, being from of Holland? Of course. Yeah. Of so, course. He, so he was always... He was always amazing coming up. Yes, of course, because I was when I was riding GPs, there were only like 14, 15 GPs a year, and then sometimes I went uh, to watch to the youth kids. Yep. Yeah, and he was there, of course, I've seen him. Right, and he was always amazing. So Yes, um, yes. I found it, I've, I've heard a few things about him. I've heard he rides a ton. He rides, practices so yes. much. Uh, yes. Last year, flyaway GPs. He would go back home in between the flyaway GPs. Yes, I, I was just does. like, "Holy shit! Like that's crazy." Um, yes. So uh, obviously, he's going to be out of the points race by the time he comes back. But do you think he comes? Do you think he comes back and steps straight away into into winning again? Well, with Jeffrey, you never know. But when, when I knew uh, this year where he crashed, because we also went practicing there on the track and how that happened mm-hmm. and what the injury was. Um, hmm. For sure he's going to win this year, but I cannot say if he's going to win immediately because it's a big injury here. Yeah? Yep. And and the thing is, when 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 I I've never been um, had any surgery until I was nineteen. Okay. And I dislocated my hip, big injury. Mm-hmm. I come back on the bike straight, full gas. I yeah. <laughs> break my neck. Six weeks later on the bike, full oh, gas. Right. But it gets. Less and less, and yeah. especially on the 450, because that bike bites you, eh? Yep, yep. And I don't know how he gets back from this one, but for sure he will win, but I don't know how soon. Yeah, he has had a lot of injuries also. He really has. Also big ones. Yes, yes, yes big why. ones. Um, when you watch him ride, obviously, look, in Holland, you guys are all amazing sand riders. You grow up with it. You're incredible in the sand. We know that. Uh, Jeffrey's incredible everywhere. Um, what makes him, in your eyes, as a coach, as a guy that's won GPs, what makes him an incredible rider that he is? What um, do you think? Well, I have, I have a little bit different op- op- uh, look at Jeffrey because I, 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 I'm a sand rider as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jeffrey is more, a little bit more a power rider. Um, he he lose a, uses a lot of strength. But Jeffrey is a really, really tough guy. He's really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, that's why he trains so hard and double than the rest. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that Jeffrey rides five more years. I think he rides three, four more years, and yep. then his body, his, his body will be finished. Right. Um, but the thing is, I've also seen a video last year from Loket that he is, is he, that was placed on the internet. But he, 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 it's in the right corner, but he makes a mistake there, and the mistake he turns into a real good thing. Hmm. And they placed that on the internet. Mm-hmm. I may be sure when you look it up, it's a right corner. Yep. People think, wow, he did that on purpose. But that he didn't. He hmm. made a mistake. I see that from his body language. But he turns it into something really good. And that's Jeffrey's biggest uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. When he makes a mistake, he adapts immediately and he makes it even go faster. Right. And that's his, that's his good thing. To me, he he can he rides his dirt bike like a BMX, where you manual it over the bumps. You yes. you, you use mm-hmm. your legs and you push the thing down to the ground, and you just manual bumps, you manual things. You're just like holy. That to me, I, I see him do that, and I'm like, that's an, that takes the incredible strength to do that. So that's that's what I say. If if I look as a sand specialist, I look to him. Jeffrey mm-hmm. is really is a real strength rider, and. Um, that's why you see Caroli is from in 2004 when I was yeah, riding GPs right. in, in the top three. 
Then, then Herling, uh, I mean, sorry, Crowley was coming. So that's uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And he's still riding. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's two completely different riders. Yeah. Tony's really technical and saves his body. Mm-hmm. While Jeffrey is really, really fast as well, maybe faster sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen last year. Yeah. But it's more strength. Yeah. Um, yeah, it absolutely is. Do you think you should have came to America? Obviously, Pitt Byers shut that down and all of that, but do you think he should have come over? No, you think also the thing is, I'm a really honest guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for me, the best ever, ever rider is all round rider is Ricky Carmichael. Yep. Because when you put Jeffrey, and many people don't believe me, but if you put Jeffrey on a supercross track, he's not going to win. No, no. You know what I mean? Yep. Ricky Carmichael wins a supercross, <laughs> wins an autocross, then he came to. Uh, uh, Erne in 2005, mm-hmm. and that's a really, really typical, um, a typical South, uh, uh, sorry, a uh, French French track. hard pack, yep. And yep. a French track is, uh, if you put me blinded on a helicopter on a French track, <laughs> I know I'm in France because <laughs> only those tracks they have. Right. And I was like, yeah, for sure, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna be close to him. Uh, well, I've only seen him at the start gate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why Ricky is for me the absolute best all-round, right. all-round rider ever. Wow, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. My next question was: so you went to Southwick? It wasn't, a, it's not a true sand track, but it's what we got here. You've been to Southwick a couple of times. <laughs> yes. Stewart or Hurlings in a sand track? In two thousand eight, hundred percent Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, also, they, they, you know, people will will be angry at me, but I don't care right. because in that time, two thousand eight, I was in my absolute prime of sand riding. Yep. Now I also have to admit, it's not sand sand. It's not yes? sand sand. No, it's, it's not, not sand sand. Yep. But on the flat track, in, because I remember like yesterday in the first practice, I was half a second of Stewart, so everybody was very nervous. Mm-hmm. And then the second practice, I was again half a second of him. And then in the last one, yeah, he took four seconds on me. I, <laughs> and, and I was really doing my best, I tell you. Uh, and I, I was also like two seconds faster than the Desco and Short. The, yeah, the next now, guys, right, right. Yeah, but he was. I I remember. I've never seen that. Hey, the the I've thing never seen that. the thing that I remember about you coming to Southwick is you you were on the podium, you got third in the first moto, you're on the podium. You said, "That's Stewart. He is unbelievable, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was boiling inside. I have never felt so hot in and my then, whole life. No, and then you said, it is so hot. I am so hot. <laughs> I thought I was dying. I, I swear, I've never felt that in my whole body, that feeling. Uh, it's just funny to have racers admit that stuff on the podium. You never hear you guys typically say that stuff on the podium. <clears throat> but you were just being so honest. You were just but like, I hear also, like, in Texas, it's even more hot, eh? Yes, yeah, Texas is amazing, <laughs> right? Don't call me for that. Right uh, actually, uh, it does seem like Prado has figured out his heat issues a little bit. Remember, he overheated at Jacksonville, and so it does. It does seem like he's figured out a little bit. Uh, to, to... No, but, but but Prado is, a, is that's another big, big, big talent. Eh? Yeah, yeah, should be should be great and to see. Has, and you have the right program now, so uh, right. They won't see him for a few years in the in the back. Um, so let's talk a little bit about about you coming to those Southwick races. Uh, hmm. You just wanted to line up against American racers and try and see how you could do. Is that? I mean, did you spend your own money? Did, did was it Honda no. Honda that got you over there? Or how did that go? Nah, you know how that was. I was riding with the HRC Honda, and yep. Tony, I think, was injured. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yep. So they had a bike spare and, and we had a break. So I was like, yeah, we go there. Yeah. Um, but so I got on that bike and it should be like the same bike I had. But that bike was so, so fast. I could not handle it. <laughs> and they had to put a, a long muffler on because and a, and a, and a heavier flywheel because I just couldn't handle the power. Yeah. So uh, that was a big difference. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't quite, quite, quite what you were used to, no, right? No, yeah. no, no, no. So um, aggressive. And, and you know, Shane, I was on the KTM with Shane King in '01, and uh, Smets came over as well that year um, at Southwick. And I, and generally, and Tyler Rattray is a friend of mine. When when GP riders come to America, and I think you were the same way, the the the, the aggressiveness of American riders early in the motos is is always catch you guys by surprise a little bit, huh? Yeah, I've never seen that aggressiveness. That's also when the practice starts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we are just like okay. This guy opens the gate, and then we go slowly in the track. Right. Hey, those guys go in the track like it's their last day of on earth or something. <laughs> I've never seen that. And yeah. Also, back in two thousand and one, that was still with the qualifying, and I was like, yeah, I needed to qualify with all the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's only like two, three laps. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I need to ride my butt off to only get qualified. So, so, so when the race was, I was already done. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, uh, so obviously I'm Canadian, so I don't really care how America does in motocross nations. But I've lived, <laughs> I've lived here for over 20 years. But, yes. um, but the Des Nations thing, Mark. What the hell is going on? Have you guys? No, are you guys just better than us in motocross? Is that? No, it? I'm still stunned about it. Eh? I am too. I can't believe they didn't make the podium at Redbud. I cannot believe it. <laughs> because I was the commentator for Eurosport, and uh, yeah, and and I couldn't believe my eyes, but they were also so bad. Jesus, they yeah. were just ramming the corners and <laughs> they were. and clutching the bike, and no, I I could not watch it. It's amazing. I so yes, but I mean they've lost, you know, whatever it is, seven times in a row now or whatever. Um, so is it just have you have the MXGP riders of the European based riders? Are they better at motocross than? Do we spend too much time on Supercross? Um, I tell you something, eh? and, and and European people won't will not like it, but you put the top ten, um, um, uh, MXGP riders in Supercross. Oh, it's going to be a disaster! Hey, you guys, guys will have a very fun time on the on the <laughs> in the stadium. I tell you. Yeah, yeah. So let's say uh, on the moment, but I also feel that back in the day with Carmichael, Carmichael was so pumped for this race, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel they're not really pumped anymore for this race, like back in the day, right? Or with Bailey or with Stanton, yep. you know, they yep. really came to win, and I don't feel that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. They don't pit together anymore either. You know, it's more of a separate teams now. They're, they're not like, yes. you know, it's a little different deal than it was back in the day. But Yeah, but uh, when, I, when I, Carmichael was there, he really backed that race. And like when in NA he took to Tesco. Yep. And I think win them and he just, ah, but that, that those races will never come again, I think. Um, You know, when I watch uh, MXGP, when I go over there or I watch Disney Nations, I look at your guys' bike setups, and I just they look so soft compared to our guys. But they work. Yeah, it's they true. work, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, but I was really surprised also. Where was that GP last year? Oh, no, in 2017 in Florida. Jacksonville? In Florida. Yep, Jacksonville, yeah. And then I saw, like, uh, Tomek, he was changing the whole front fork in the practice. I've never seen those <laughs> things in my whole life doing that. 
What? You've never changed your whole forks out? You've never? No, no, really? man. That, no, no. We can, We have hardback sand. You have the same fork and you just have different Clicker. clicks, but not, yeah, yeah. not that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we do that a lot over here. You should see mm. You should see Reedy's bike. It's, it's halfway apart every practice. <laughs> yes. So. No, we don't do that. Also, when Alessi come here in, in, in 2006, I don't know, remember when he come? Yep. He tested really strange things, like the chain a little bit tighter, and I've never seen that in my whole life. Eh? Yeah, yeah, weird. No. Yeah, interesting. And and you were a factory Honda rider. You rode factory Yamaha. You know, you had some yes. you had some factory teams behind you, of course, in your career. So, yes. You know, yes. it wasn't like you didn't ride with the best technicians around there. So, yes. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. I, I this this nations thing just really puzzles me, and I don't know if America. Well, they're not winning in Assen, right? Now, I tell you something, eh? Asa has nothing to do with sand riding. You don't think? And no? No, 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 no. Because that's broad. They, they bring the sand yes, up. Yes, right. And it's not, it's not settled, this sand. How do you say that in English? It's not. It's not. It's very, very strange. And there, a lot of things can happen, I tell you. Okay. So it's not. If they go to Lomo, they lose. But right. there, you don't have. You have it's very strange, eh? Because there, it's not about if you can ride sand. Because there is no. It's not a sand track. Sure, sure. You will see when you come. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I mean, it does look pretty good, but maybe it's more square edgy because it's not as deep, right? It's not. No, as, and it's yeah. just you have a corner, you go straight in the corner, and you just come straight out back. You know, there is no. Mm-hmm. It's not flowing. It's very, very difficult. Right. Uh, that for le- everybody. That leads me to my next topic for the MXGP series as a whole, and of course, you've been around a long time. Uh, the series now goes to these man-made tracks in uh, faraway countries, and yes. you know you still have the Vulcan Swads and you still have the Lomols in these places, but but more and more it's becoming a a specialized racetrack series. I, I don't like this. I'm not a fan of this. But what do you think? <laughs> no, I also don't like this, but this is the way it is. I cannot change that. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. No, that's it. They're just going to keep going, right? No, I, I can also. I don't also don't like it. I've been a little bit in the in the in my late years when I was still, yeah, trying to survive as a motocross rider. Those they they started with those tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hated that day when those tracks came. Those tracks came on the calendar. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, you you have to deal with it. I don't also also don't know uh, what to say about it. And uh, it's like this, and it will it doesn't turn anymore. So right. Um, hey, so I don't know how old you are exactly, but uh, did you go to the Disnations in like 91 in Vulcan Squad with America there? No, I'm, I, I'm 36. Eh? Okay. All right. So yeah, a little bit, a little, <laughs> little bit. Well, what, what I was going to say was, did you grow up? So you grew up in Holland and obviously you're racing motocross and everything else. Are you, are you looking at the American guys and reading those magazines or do you just care about GPs and everything? And, and you know, I'm, Stefan I'm and very all honest. Things? I'm very honest here. Mm-hmm. When... Um, I, I never look anymore to Supercross, and why is that? I tell you. Also, in the back in the days with the Stuart Carmichael Reed yep. um, days, I have every bar-to-bar DVD <laughs> because those times when yep. they make a, a, a mistake in one lap, they just took three quarters of the lap and they were back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you make a mistake, you crash your brains out. The tracks are too crazy for me. I don't like that. Okay. All right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't like it. It's not. It's not. You need. They need to go back to those early uh, two thousand three, wow. four, five, six. Those tracks. That was it's, good. That was raising. It's four strokes, Mark. It's four strokes. They and also they, they're EFI now, so you don't have any 
worries about the the four strokes in Supercross early on. They would cough, they would fart, they would burp. You had to ride them a little carefully. Well, not anymore. Uh, you just pin it because you have EFI and you have the exact uh, amount of power where you want it on the track if it's an open air yes. stadium. And so the mistakes are gone. There's no mistakes anymore by these guys, generally speaking. And if there is one, it's big, like you said. That's what I mean. And yeah. they crash their brains out. And I don't like to see that. I don't like people crash and don't move anymore. I don't like that, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. Totally. I get it. Um, hey, some uh, some career highlights for you. You've got some GP wins. As I said, uh, you wrote for Factory Teams, as, as you said. Overall, Mark, when you look back at your career, uh, are you happy? Are you happy with the no, way it went? No, no, very shit. I'm really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also why I'm now this coach, because I've made so much stupid mistakes. I trusted so many wrong people. I should have been, of course, that's not, not good to say, but I should have been minimum three times world champion. But because of my mistakes, I, I am not world champion one time. You know? Right, right. So, uh, and that's why I know so much now as a coach. When you say you trusted the wrong people, like trainers? Or, or what? Uh, yeah, also because I, 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 I made wrong investments. I lost a lot of money. I've, I've met wrong friends. And okay. You know how that story goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, But I always come back, and that's important <laughs> for me. No, absolutely. Well, you know, like, again, I don't know you that well. I've met you a couple of times over the years. But I, as, as I said, there's a lot of Mark the River stories out there, and a lot of them are <laughs> that if you were on, if you were feeling it that day, nobody could beat you. No, impossible. And that's also that's not to be arrogant or no, or, no, yeah, or, or cocky. If 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 on Friday, I know I knew I was going to win or not. Right. That, and and nobody. I've I've said to my mechanic in Lero in 2008, "Hey Mark, I'm going to win this weekend." Yep. Nah, that's not possible. <laughs> first practice, I did two laps. First time, second lap uh, practice, I did two laps. First time. Uh, pole position, two laps only, warm-up first, uh -huh. first moto first, and I won easy. But right. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things, if you could somehow harness that, whatever that was, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but it didn't didn't always work out for you, obviously, like I said. And you had some good crashes, too. You had some good injuries over the years. <laughs> oh, yeah. <big> <laughs> um, oh. So when you look back, you have a few regrets then on, on your career. Of course, of yeah. course. But now, now it helps me in life a lot. Yeah. So, was it bad? I don't know because now it's really in my advantage. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, yeah, life. you could you could tell uh, Jacoby or, or or Adam. You can be like, "Hey, man, this is what I did. This is this is what happened, right?" Yeah, but this is so good. That also with Henry, just he just didn't have the program, mm -hmm. and I just I just uh, how do you say that? I know things will go, will happen. And I tell him that, Henry, this, this, this will happen. Ah, for sure not. <laughs> and then it happens. Yeah. And then he say, how is this possible? Because, right. I, because I know. You know? Yeah. And that's how I also get the trust between my riders. And that's why it also works so good. Um, what about Disnations? What, what was your favorite Disnations? Was it Lirup? What was your favorite one? Oh, N.A. N.A.? Yeah, Lirop was good because I finished second behind Everett. Yep. But I liked Ernie a lot. Um, what year was that? That would have been... Uh, 2005. 2005, yeah. Okay. I'm such a big fan of Carmichael. Also, 2003, I was injured. And when, and then I was watching that race and he beat Everett. I've never seen a guy beat Everett with a hard-packed Dunlop tire <laughs> and seven tear-offs. I've never seen that in my whole life. <laughs> Hey, I was on Team USA in 03. I worked for Ferry. I was his mechanic. Oh, man. 
And he had that handlebar on the tank, flat on the tank. Man, I've I've never seen a guy go so flat on the finish, John Balso. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, Ricky. King. Ricky rode incredible. So the king. Um, how was your relationship with with Stefan over the years? How was it? Ah, uh, not so bad. Not uh, so bad. Yeah, we are not big friends, but mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, Which racer were you closest to over the years that you raced with? Which guy did you get along with? Um, Josh Coppin's a really big buddy of me. Yep. Yeah. um, uh, Well, yeah, but I'm I'm friends with everybody. I can't believe Coppin's never won a a world championship. I cannot believe it. No. Right, like I mean, I was in the team eh, when he broke his shoulder. Oh, yeah, when teammate. when he went into the fence, that was you. Yeah, I was his teammate. Oh, he was he was. And we had not so uh, nice atmosphere in the team <laughs> after that. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine it was not very good. Poor poor Josh. No. Um, absolutely. I mean, tons of tons of wins, but yeah, never never brought yeah. home a title for some reason. So, but that's that's the guy with the best results with the most less talent. You think? Yeah. Oh, this guy, I've, this, yeah, sorry, Josh, but Josh is not a real good motocross rider, but this guy, I've never seen a guy with so much determination to, to, to get results, eh? This yeah. guy is tough, eh? This is a tough guy, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, a real, uh, and I think he worked hard off the bike, right? Oh, not yeah. normal. Um, did you ever have a chance to come to America? Did you ever want to? Did you think about it when you no, were young? I, I tell you something. Bob Moore was my manager in 2003. Okay. And my USA contracts were ready for 2004. Uh-huh. But I really wanted to be world champion. And in 2008, I was leading uh, three quarters of the championship. But then in a, in a Dutch championship, I dislocated my hip. And then I didn't go. And then that was it. Yes. Um. Hey, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So, obviously, the Dutch championships that you won, you got a bunch of those. And, and it happens, you know, a- Antonio rides the Italian championships or the Belgian ones or whatever. Um, what, was it a way to make extra money? Like, why would you guys do that? No, it's like this. In Back in the day, of course, you got extra money, but I was in a Dutch – well, I was in a factory KTM, but it was a Dutch-based team with Dutch sponsors. Yep. So, and this is the thing where I talk about about my mistakes. Uh-huh. I was uh, winning the first moto, and Eric Ekens was second. Mm-hmm. And then the second moto, um, Eric Ekens was leading, and I was second. So Eric would have won the Dutch the, the race mm-hmm. overall. Yep. But my mechanic put on the pit board, all in. <laughs> well, if you put say all into me, then I die. You know, <laughs> well, and I crashed. Yeah. And I dislocated my hip, and I threw away the World Championship there with three races to go. Oh. And that's why I, I needed people. Second, it's okay. Yeah. Let them go. I, I always find and that's it, what yeah, I missed. I always find it amazing that you guys would do these national championships in between the GPs. Like, but our guys would never do that. They're never going to do that. I know, that, I know, I know, I know. Uh, you guys would rice all over the place. I mean, it doesn't happen as much anymore, like Jeffrey, and I don't think no. Antonio does it anymore, or any of these guys do it. But, man, it, all of you guys used to do it, right? Yes. That was like, yeah, everybody did it. It was normal. Um, are you the second greatest Dutch motocrosser ever? Strybos? No, Kevin? The, the Dave Strybos is, for me, the, the real king. Davis? Yeah. Yeah, he should be also five-time world champion, but he also made really uh, bad decisions, I think. And, uh, <laughs> of course, Jeffrey is the best ever, but yeah. we also have that Gerrit Walsink and all these guys. But yeah, I don't know them. Uh, right. What about me, what about Vanderburg? Also, John. Yeah, John got two-time world champion. Yep. Yeah, he was. Uh, yep. 
Yeah, also a really, really hard worker. Um, yeah, what can I say? I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about myself like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple more questions for you here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast uh, presented by Alpine Stars, Maxis, and Slick Wash Products. I got sponsors for this thing, the river. I got real sponsors. I hear that. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so favorite bike. Favorite uh, bike you ever raced? 2008 HRC Honda by far. Yeah. The production bike was amazing, right? So yeah, but that factory bike that was like, I, I I went to work with a big smile every day of the week. Mm. That yeah. was a dream that bike, and then they came with the most shittiest bike of all time, two thousand nine, <laughs> with the, with the, yeah, <laughs> with what was with that injection? Yeah, oh. the only rider that liked the 09 was Shorty. Shorty likes yeah, it. That's, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> because in 2008 I had the last GP in Fanza and, and in Italy, and the day after was the launch of that new bike. Mm-hmm. And of course, the day before I rode on my factory bike, so I was like calculating, well, that bike cannot be so good. Right. And then I went in the track with that bike on Monday, and I almost started to cry. <laughs> so I come back to these Japanese bikes. I said, "Hey guys, this yeah. is a real shit bike." I said. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they didn't like I said that. No. They went from offset 24 to offset 28. I thought I was riding with an 85cc, man. <laughs> I don't – they tried to make the 09, like, compact and smaller and lighter. So and bike. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Like, you should have heard Millsaps and Tedesco talking about that 09 when they were over here. They hated it. It was so oh. bad. But then, like you said, the 08 was so good. That's why. Yeah. Um, so, okay. okay, so you're 08, best bike ever, right, for you? Yes. Um, yes. All right, best non-Dutch sand track that you, that you liked. So, no, can't, you cannot give me a sand track. Give me your favorite track other than that. Yeah, we only have sand track. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean, I don't mean, I mean anywhere in the world. You can't name a Dutch track. You cannot name oh, a Dutch right. track. Yeah. Um, well, for practicing, um, he also not racing just to practice on. Uh, uh-huh. I like a lot. Uh, well, Mantova, but that's that's a real stupid track to say because that's really boring. That track. Why? Why do you mean it's boring? I I was there. I was there a few years ago. I thought it was all yeah, right. It's a bit boring, but it's, I like to ride there because I always have a good feeling. Right. <laughs> yeah, you won there, so yeah, that happens. Yes. Um, uh, there's many good tracks in, in Europe. You know, like in France, you have really nice tracks, or in Spain or Italy also. Yep. But yeah, I. I, I you know. I need my day and my feeling, and then I say it's a good track. <laughs> yeah, it could be two barrels on a flat ground. Yes, that's what I mean. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so toughest sand track for you. What's the toughest sand track in the world for you, one of the best sand riders in your day? That's the Kai Heuvel in Belgium. In, um, they had a GP there in 99, I think. What was it called? That's a Kai Heuvel in huh. Baalen. That's a real... Real big sand track. I've never even heard of that. I don't even know. No. Yeah. No, it's really tough. Uh, so tougher than Lommel? Yeah, 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 much tougher. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yes, yes. Dude, I've been to Lommel. It doesn't get any tougher than that. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> what's the number one mistake you see riders who ride sand? What, 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 what's the number one mistake? Um, slamming berms. Like, like, like you said, yeah, USA yeah. Like riders yep, did in, yep. in Nations. Um, the, let's say, I'm, I'm going to give you one tip. The, the faster you go in, the slower you come out. Okay? Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> ah, very good. So people are listening yes. to this. Now we can, yeah. Yes. Because to watch a guy like you or to watch Jeffrey 
to me, ride the sand, ride Lomo, ride uh, Vulcan Swad, whatever. To, it, it is amazing. It is so cool to watch got elite riders do that. I just I find that amazing to watch. Yeah, but it's like it's like art. You need to yes. use everything on the track and it's only with the throttle. So you use every bump in advantage for the next thing. And yeah, well that's the whole trick. Right, right. <laughs> and then go in slow and come out fast. Yeah, the faster you win, the slower you come out. Oh, that's... Slow in is fast out. That's uh that's because a... it's 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 not important how fast you go in, you need when you come to the, when you approach the corners, mm-hmm. you need to think only what is coming after the corner, and that's how you ride. You, you don't ride on the front wheel. You need to think what's coming out of this corner. Where do I need to be? And that's how you ride. Uh, who was your number one rival in your career, as far as this? Just um... Kevin Stribles, eh? Yeah. Oh, he passed me a lot in the last lap. <laughs> <laughs> because he was always fitter than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still going. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I would not have thought you would have said Stribos. He was yeah. just fitter than you. <laughs> He's a red line in my in my career. I just got. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, what's the one regret you have in your career? What's the one thing that you wish you could do over? I, I guess the hip, the, the hip injury, or no, no. The, the main thing, my biggest problem is that I went. Uh, I went to live in Belgium when I was 18. So my dad keep me always very tight. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then I went to Fekbeck because I, I'm from Amsterdam. And in Amsterdam, <laughs> in Holland, there is... Yeah, <laughs> yes, you know, right, right. Yes. There is no motocross track, no. but there is much party track. <laughs> yes, lots, lots of so, party tracks. <laughs> so I went to the south, uh, to, to, to Belgium, to uh-huh. another country. Yeah. And then I was away from my mom and dad, and then it went a little bit... Wrong, <laughs> a little say. sideways. Yes. You know, um, Villeman, David Villeman, who's a good friend of mine, uh, yes. when his dad was here, he won a lot. He was very successful. Him and his dad did not get a, have a great relationship, but they, you know, David very much listened to him and worked hard. And his dad left America in like 03 and DV's results. And I don't think he was partying. I don't think he was doing that. It was just oh. he was away from his dad, the structure of his dad. Mm. Well, he, it, my my dad also. I'm really thankful. My dad kept me uh, very tight, you know, because yeah, you never know what happens when you live in Amsterdam. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, that was good, and uh, that's that's the biggest problem I also see with the parents nowadays. You know, they want their son to perform on Sunday, but they they let them play Fortnite till ten thirty in the night. How how is that possible? Yeah, well, you know, things yeah. like that. It's 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 not it's not good on the moment, and. Uh, well, yeah, I, I had a. I'm very happy with my dad. He yeah, made my was, career. Let's say. Was he was he a Tony Alessi type or no? Was he a what a Tony Alessi type of dad? Was he? Yeah, but no, but Tony don't know where he talk about what he talk about. <laughs> but I mean, was he like a gnarly dad that would yell at you, or was he a support? No, like, no, 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 not at all. Well, you know, even when I won races on the ADCC, mm-hmm. even when I won, but when I rode like a goon or really wild. Yeah, you okay. angry yeah, yeah. with me. But he was angry with me. Right, but he was supportive for the most part. Yeah, yeah. 100%. He, works at, he worked his ass off for me to let me ride a bike. Mark, you should see some of these parents over here in America. It is. <laughs> it is unbelievable. They are, they are behind the scenes blaming the teams, blaming the bikes, blaming this, blaming oh, that. No, 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 no. All the time. I tell you one thing. I, 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 I'm so, so my, 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 my parents were really hard to, to keep me racing mm-hmm. 
and and one time back in the day, I was 12, so I got a little bit stubborn, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and my bike broke in the back of the track. Uh-huh. And I put the bike next to the track, and I walked back. And, <laughs> and I met my dad. He said, where's your bike? I said, the bike is over there. And he hit me so hard on my helmet with a flat head. <laughs> I still feel that. I've never yeah. let my bike go ever after that. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I can imagine it's some of our like. Well, there's some kids in our sport, like over here, that where the dads, you know, obviously the families spend a lot of money. They do Loretta Lynns and all of that stuff, but. There's some parents that the kids need to just break away from their parents, you know, and 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 get on with their life. No, no, I, I have a lot of respect for. He brought me a lot of respect, so uh, right. no, I'm really happy with that. Um, have you ever been to a Supercross in person? Of course, because I was going. I was. I, I wanted to go there in '04. Yep. So I think in 2003 I went to and I'm one San Diego Phoenix and I'm two three. Yeah, but I also have been uh, practicing there for three months in 2000. Oh, uh, I didn't five. know. I didn't know this. So, how yes. was? Did you go to Comp Edge and 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 Cahia Creek and all these places? Yes, I trained three times a day. Yep. And I gained five kilo when I came back. <laughs> yeah, we 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 like our portions over here, Mark. Our portions oh. are very big. <laughs> yeah, I need to do some work when I came back. Yeah, so I stayed yeah. three months there. I, I I trained three times a day and I gained five kilos. Eh? <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Listen, oh. I, I understand that. That is uh, that is how America works down over, yes. over here. Um, what did you did you like Glen Helen riding it as a practice track or Cahia? What did you like? Um, yes, I did. I, I liked that and um, Lake like Lake Elston. I didn't like so much. Right. Um, and then I went to that place. I don't know where it is, man. It, Stuart also goes there for filming. It's like in where that India Indian things are, you know? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's Cahia Creek. Yeah, Cahia Creek. Yeah, yeah, that's nice, but. But the problem was, I came there three months. I think I spent uh, three tear offs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I came back, I didn't know what happened. You know, everything was dark after one lap because I was so dirty. <laughs> so uh, oh, in the end, it was not really good to go practice there. Yeah, uh, Kevin. Speaking of Stribos, Stribos came here before the year this year. He was out with my buddy out in the out in the high desert riding desert tracks. So. You know, yeah, but the problem is when you come back here, you 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 start to cry because oh, <laughs> the weather circumstances are not like that. Eh? Yeah, it's it's crazy. You guys like like just the weather and you're practicing in the snow and the rain. You know, before yes. the season, like it is. Yes, yes, our guys would never do that. They would no. they would never do that. They would go home. <laughs> hey, one time, one time, De River, I was at Yamaha, and so we showed up at Glen Helen. And the Yamaha guys left. The, they told the Glen Helen people, "Don't." We rented the track for a test, and they told the Yamaha, told the Glen Helen people, "Do not groom it. Like, just leave yes. it rough because we're suspension testing." And mm-hmm. Villaman shows up, Ferry shows up, Chad shows up. Hey, Chad goes home. Chad just left. He said, "This track's garbage. I'm going home." No. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yes. And oh. I'm just like, really? Can I, can you do that? Because you know, it's sort of an official test. <laughs> Yes. And, and I'm like, and they're like, Chad's gone. He left. Okay. <laughs> that's American Riders for that's you. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's how it happens. <laughs> so, uh, Mark the River here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Um, man, good good stories for sure, Mark, from you yes. uh, over your career. Uh, so many things to talk about when it comes to, to your racing career. Uh, was, was Christophe Porcel, was he the weirdest rider you've ever ridden the against? The weirdest rider ever. <laughs> 
for I sure. I tell you one story from this guy. So we had Crowley, me, and we were yeah. We always had two groups, you know, because we had the, the, those days you had to qualify. Yep. And we were in Portugal. First practice, nine o'clock. Uh, Pucel nowhere to be seen. Uh huh. Second practice, eleven o'clock. Pucel nowhere to be seen. <laughs> then we had the pre-qualifying practice. Yeah. And it was the last ten minutes of the qualifying practice, and we were pounding out the laps. Mm hmm. And he came in the last 10 minutes and he took pole position. <laughs> right. Corioli and me were like, what is this, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is the biggest talent ever born, eh? I, I think you. so. I think one of the, one of the ones. 100%. Hey, he used to lay down a fast lap in Supercross and then sit in the mechanics area and just sit there. And then if someone beat him, he would be like, okay, start his bike up, head out, set the fast lap, and then go back to mechanics <laughs> area. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange guy, but he is good, eh? Yeah, he was a good, tremendous rider, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Nolte told me a story where he was riding the Kawasaki team there and uh, in the GPs, back in the GPs from America, and he just uh, he would get parking tickets every single day. He would park outside this apartment. He would get parking tickets every single day, and they're like, you can't, you can't park there, and he just said he didn't care. He didn't care. Uh, he, just, he don't give any fuck at this guy no it's not possible no no yeah you can't believe that guy no no but he changed a lot eh? he's a really nice guy in the moment eh? oh I, he doesn't talk to me i don't think he really likes me so but oh okay well <laughs> but yeah i'll take your word for quite it good now good no it's good to hear there, i i can't get enough of the porcel stories there's a lot of them out there so okay okay uh all right, so hey, uh, working with Jonas last year, um, obviously you're not with him anymore. Uh, do you want to talk about what happened, or, or why did you continue <laughs> well, with him? Or? I, I, I can I can tell you a short story. 2017, we started to work. We had a really good click, Paul and me. Mm -hmm. uh, so so Paul's got world champion, and yep. on some kind of reason they stopped with me. Uh, <clears throat> I still don't really know why. Okay. Okay, th this is how it happened. I was really really. Uh, Really emotional about this also because yeah you got world champion you think yeah this is good you know we stay together but then, yeah yeah we got separated and uh, I have no problem with Pulse at all yep let me say that first mm -hmm. um, but yeah it's the way it uh, went <laughs> mm, yeah bummer um, yes. do you feel like the age limit in MX2 shouldn't be there I, I'm not a fan of it do you do you wish it was gone no, no, no what they need to do is they have to make uh, the age limit for European Championship 250. 21. Yep. And the MX2 World Championship age limit 25. Okay, so bump it up a little bit, yeah. That's how they need to do it. Right, right. Um, well, they they did put in the age limit for European Championship, but I forget what it was, but they bunched a bunch of guys out. It kicked a bunch of guys out of it. Yeah, you know? Marshall Welton. We had Mar Marshall yeah. Welton contracted. Yeah. Everything set, and then, yeah, just from the one to another day, I saw this press release. I was like, oh, no, Marshall. I know Marshall had to, uh, Clark Stephen Clark I think had to get out of there. Yes. So yes, um, yeah, many more, many more. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they do that. I guess it's to try to keep the gates in 450s full, but then there's not enough rides in 450s. So the problem is big, eh, because Suzuki is gone, yeah. and I don't know how this will evolve. Eh? Right. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I don't understand either. Uh, absolutely not. Um, well, hey, Mark, um, thank you for the time. I really yes, appreciate you're it. Welcome. Um, Adam yes. Wheeler put us in touch. I want to thank Adam for getting me your number. Uh, I think it's been uh, been been great to to hear you. And fans may remember you from Southwick. That was fun. Uh, you yes. showed up. It was a lot of fun to have you there. Even at uh, on the Yamaha YZ125 back in the day. So yes, you did it. You did it both yes. times. So that's good.
Thank you for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Mark DeRiver, interesting guy, funny storyteller, and uh, a great career on the bike for sure. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Justin Bogle, just a few of the guys that wear Fly Racing, and the new Formula helmet is out now, and it is crushing it with that helmet. So please check it out at Fly Racing and flyracing.com. Also, we want to thank Maxxis Tires, MXST. If you're in the market for some tires... And I haven't thought about Maxxis for a while. Think about the MXST tire AJ Catanzaro uses. Uh, Alpine Stars, uh, the bionic neck support system, the Tech 10 boot, the most advanced boot in motocross today. Alpine Stars, you know the name, you know the quality. And finally, Slick Wash, guys, I want to thank them as well for coming on board. Use the code STEVE to save uh, with the three-step wash process that Monster Energy Pro Circuit uses at slickwash.com. Also, Race Tech, uh, Ben LeMay, Chris Blows, Tyler Medaglia, Michael Essie, just some of the racers that use Race Tech and depend on Race Tech. Man, they've been around a long time. When it comes to motors and suspension, they can simply dial you in and uh, get you running up, uh, make a performance to them, or just simply rebuild the sock stuff, whatever it is. Racetech.com. Mention Pulp when you call down there, and they will dial you in. So thanks to those guys for making it happen. Thank you, people, for listening. And uh, back to Mark the River. Uh, congratulations on the success you've had as a coach. Uh, like Thank I said, you. Jacoby, Jonas, uh, Adam Sterry, all doing well, uh, or, yes. ha- or have done well with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you for the time on the podcast and we will, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon. I'm sure. Thanks, Mark. You're very welcome. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the fly racing. Steve Mathis show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. 
I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled the pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,